I have a deeper appreciation for handicapped people. It's getting old. But hey, I'm trying to be good. Uh, today, I, as I was preparing for today, in reading, I came across uh, some scripture. Imagine that. Uh, we are so blessed. And we sing the song, Count Your Blessings, and we don't have enough time. But as a people, as a church, we are not just blessed. We are so blessed. And blessings, um, not only as individuals, but the church. That, and you know, the, some of the blessings that we have is, you know, our children. Right? Too long of a pause. You know, the children, remember Art Linkletter, maybe the old guy, and kids will say the darndest things. That was still when you had black and white TV. There's a mom that, uh, I can tell stories too. There's a mom had a had a hobby of um, making porcelain dolls. You know how they get the porcelain dolls and they paint faces on them and they make clothes for them and they glue some hair on and and um, so one Saturday the mom was out doing her um, hobby thing and dad he was uh, he stayed home with the kids and as a good dad would and and. Uh, so uh, Melinda was eight and Craig was uh, six. Dad was sitting out on the front porch talking to the neighbor and he heard the phone ring and 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 and, uh, and Craig he went in and answered the phone. Now you, you teach your kids how to answer the phone. Hello, uh, you know, to do be courteous, you know, and, and nice. And so he Dad heard. Um, Craig answered the phone. And, oh boy, pretty proud. Well, then Dad heard these words. Uh, Mom, no, Mom's not here. She's out making a baby. But you can talk to Dad if you want. He's here. <laughs> it was an elder from the church. Change the names to protect the innocent. We are so blessed. We have so many benefits as individuals and as a church. One of the scriptures I want to share, starting with the 103rd Psalm, first verse or two. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my innermost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. You know, when we um, go to a new job, some of the first questions we ask is, first one is, 
How much are you going to pay me? And the next one is what? What's your benefit package? Right? What are you going to give me that I don't have to pay for? I have a little short list. I looked up on uh, Indeed today. We have all the hiring jobs available. And uh, one employer's benefit package was this. Paid time off, health insurance, dental insurance, health care, spending, or reimbursement account, another type of insurance, retirement benefits and accounts, education assistance, flexible schedule. I said, where do I sign up? Well, it was a maintenance guy for a nursing home. <laughs> but we, you know, we, we, we like all the benefits. And if you think about all the benefits we have here, and we've mentioned some today, you know, our elder board. I've been on both sides of the table. I've been on a pulpit committee. I've been on the other side getting grilled. So I know what it takes. The prayer and the dedication and the commitment that the elder boards and the trustees and, and uh, the deacons, it's a commitment. And too often we fail to thank them. Thank you. Turn to Ephesians, if you will the first chapter, and in Paul writing to us about the blessings that God gives to us as individuals. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints in Bars Mill to the faithful in Christ. <laughs> Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We're so blessed. Benefits. Again, in the psalm says, and forget not all. And so here he starts listing. Now, if you want another list, a short list of the blessing, go back to 103rd Psalm and just read the first chapter. And, and he has a laundry list of blessings, the benefits. And so God has, and, and who has blessed us. And I've underlined, I've circled. In the heavenly realms, every, see that? Every spiritual blessing in Christ. That is our source of benefit. That is our source of blessing. The key word here is the word in. You have to be in. You have to be in 
and he has to be in. So he, here Paul says, you know, he gives us these blessings, these benefits. For, look at this third word. And you're probably going to get tired of hearing this word. For he chose us in him. The last three Sundays we heard that word. We are chosen. God has chosen us. And here it is again. Paul says, and he chose, he chose us in him before the creation of the world. And this is what he chose us to be. This is what he wants us to be. What's it say? Uh, to be holy and blameless in his sight. That's what he wants for us. To be holy and blameless in his sight. Now, in love. In love. Of course, those two words are supposed to be in verse 5. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. It's his will that none perish. Well, turn to Second Peter. Turn to Second Peter, if you will. Uh, chapter 3. And verse 9, Peter says the same thing. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Another blessing here. And he is patient with us. Aren't you glad? He is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish. You see, that's what he predestined us to. That's what his will for us is, to be what? That no one perish, but everyone come to repentance. That's what he wants. That's what he predestined us to do. That's why before the foundation of the world, he knew what Adam and Eve were going to do. You know, um, Adam's kids... They come to Adam one day and says, Dad, why aren't we in the garden anymore? Because Mom eat us out of house and home. That's not in here. That was free. <laughs> in love, he said, this is what I want. He's offered it to everybody. He's predestined or he is predetermined that everyone not perish, but come to repentance. And that's what he wants us to do. And so he said, and he predestined us according to his pleasure and will. It was determined beforehand. This is what I want. I'm not going to send my son down there to die just for a certain few people. So I'm going to let him die for everybody. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes, whosoever. I've known people who, well, my dad was one. 
he was, I would consider, super saint. But he believed in predestinationalism. He was an altar Calvinist. Predestined there was some that were going to go to heaven and some that weren't. That's what he believed. Dad. Well, uh, get in your Bible, Dad, and cut John 3.16 out. Because it says whosoever. Well, I mean, all these blessings we have, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings. We're, we're blessed to be predestined. God wants us. No one to perish. But all come to repentance. Why? To the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given to us, the one He loves. Freely. Giving us all these blessings, all the grace, all this for His pleasure, not ours. It says, for His pleasure, according to His will, His will that none perish, but all come to repentance. Now the next verse says, we're stacking all these benefits up here. This is God's benefit package for us, for each one of us. And so He goes on and names some more benefits. Now He says, in Him we have redemption through the blood. We, we get brought back. How many re- remember licking S&H green stamps? Nasty. That glue, TV stamps. And you go, when I was growing up, it was the Big Bear store. You go to the Big Bear store and you spend uh, 50 bucks, you get uh, some 10 stamps or whatever. And they give you a book. And you lick these nasty things, and you glue them in a book, and when you have spent about $400, $500 to fill this book up, you get a toaster. <laughs> or an iron, or something. A blender. So you, you take these things that have been paid for, and you go to where? A redemption center. Remember those? And you come in with this big stack of books and you go in there and trade it for a, a, a toaster. How many times have you bought that toaster? And so, but he, he gives us redemption. In him, <clears throat> we have redemption through the blood. His blood was the S&H green stamp. And He bought us back. He traded us our sinful life for a new one. We've been redeemed. We have a song, I'm redeemed, I'm redeemed. By the... How's that go? Huh? How's that go? You want to stand up and sing it? Oh, okay. I always pick on people in the front row. But in Him we have redemption through the blood. The blood, the power that's in that one drop of blood, how, how, how God does that, how that drop of blood washes our sins, I, I don't know. I know it does. 
I don't know have, have to know how. Just that it does. I don't know how the Internet works. I don't know how I can put something in my phone, which I forgot today. That I can take a picture and I hit send and zap and it's in Texas. Instantly it's down in Texas. How'd that picture get down there? I don't know. But it's there. So we have redemption. Another benefit. We have redemption. We have all this. We get all the spiritual gifts. We get, we get, uh, adopt. Oh, oh, here it is. Look there. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his son. Now we're adopted. See? And so another benefit. We are adopted into his family. What else? Well, now, look here. We have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins. One well, of the greatest benefits, if you will, that we have as a person is for our sins to be forgiven. Now, what does that word forgiven mean? Anyone want to hazard a guess? Forgotten. Bingo, come to the head of the class. It's God's promise to you never to bring it up again. That it goes in the church, it goes in our marriage. How many times we drug up something we had forgiven, had been forgiven, and then we drag it up again and hit him over the head with it? Well, last week you said, "Yeah, but I forgave you that." But yeah, it still hurt, and. and No. If you truly forgive, like God does, it's His promise never to bring it up again. What a benefit. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. God's grace We say, you know, the unmerited favor. It's God doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Through His grace, we can't convict ourselves. We can't save ourselves. We can't do anything without Him. We can't. And so it's because of His grace, with the riches of God's grace. Now look at verse 8. More benefits. And he did what? That he lavished. Lavished. What's that? Glad you asked. Lavished means that you have more than enough. He always provides more than enough. And he lavished on us giving us more than we really need with all wisdom and understanding. More benefits. Wisdom and understanding. And we need that so desperately. But He lavishes. 
pours out on us more than we need. Wow. What a blessing. Well, let's move on. I was told to hurry. Last week I was told I exercised my gift of continuation. All this is so good. So good. All right, verse 9. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, that none perish, but all come to repentance. See, the people back then didn't understand that. All the thing they knew was that we're going to have a sacrifice. We're going to, once a year, we're going to sacrifice for our previous sins. And, and they didn't understand. It was a mystery to them about salvation. Forgiveness of sins that would wash away. Well, when they slaughtered the lamb for the forgiveness of their sins, did it wash them away? Well, there's more. Remember, we're talking about benefits. Talking about the blessings that we have. We are, we are so blessed. And this is not an exhaustive list. So he lavished on us wisdom and understanding, and he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. That is what he wants to work and do in us. That through his Son, we can have the wisdom that we need and the understanding that we need. You know, you get in a group of people like this. We, we, need, we need wisdom. We need understanding to understand how different people are. Well, see, the poor preacher, he has, to, he has to put up with, and you guys just have to put up with one. I'm excited to meet Josh. I can see when I was that age, we started ministry. And we've had so many blessings over the past 40 years. We've had heartaches, but we've had so many blessings. He has made known us which is in Christ Jesus uh, to be put in effect when times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and earth together under one head, which is Christ. He's the head of the church. Preacher's not. The elder board isn't. Deacons aren't. They're not the head of the church. Christ is the head of the church. He said, I will build my church. And he's building it every day. And those who come to him in faith, those who come to him when they confess their sins, wow, that's another brick in the church. He's building it. So you and I are part of this, and, and Christ is the head of the church. He's the one that calls the shots because in him, verse, no, verse 11, in him, we were also, and there's that word again, chosen. Having been predestined according to the plan of Him, that was God's plan, that all come to repentance. Did all people come to repentance? No, but it's there. He offers it to everyone. According to the plan in whom 
works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. How many of us have operated outside the will of God in your life? Well, there's three honest people here. Four. And it's a sad place to be. It's a lonely place. When you're not operating in the will of God and, and you know you're out of the will of God, and, and it's, a, it's a lonely place. But thank God He is patient with us. And He sends His Holy Spirit to convict us. We'll get back in His will. But I don't like your will. I don't want to do that. I, 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 no. It's just so much easier. I learned the hard way. It's so much easier to just say, okay. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're so blessed. Why have we been chosen? Why have we been predestined? And verse 12, in order that we, who were the first hope in Christ, might be for the praise of His glory. What about me? I mean, I've done all these things. I've been a minister 40 years and all and all and all. I'm a pretty nice guy. I can toot my own horn. Kind of out of tune, but I can toot my own horn. No, it's for His praise, His glory. All that we do, all that you do in your life, everything that you do every day, whether it's in your job or in your home or wherever it's at, it must be glorifying God. And if it's not glorifying God, then you shouldn't be doing it. And all that you do in word or deed, do is unto the Lord. And is there anything else besides your word and what you do? To glorify Him. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth and the gospel of your salvation, having believed that you were marked in Him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing your inheritance. You know, you go buy a car. I hate to buy cars. You got to deal with the salesman. Well, you got to go through all the paperwork and do all the. You know, just, I, I just, I just rather not. But you go in there. And he said, uh, how much deposit you want to put down? What does that deposit do? It holds the car. They can't sell it. It's for you. And so here it says, the Holy Spirit is our deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance till the day of, until the redemption of those. Now here's the key. 
None of this is belongs to anyone unless, what it says here in this verse, for those who are God's possession. That's the key. That will get you all the blessing. You must be a possession of God. You were bought with a price. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. The price of the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary paid for you. Nineteen sixty nine I went to work for a national harvest company building trucks. When we all signed up, I wrote a piece I signed a piece of paper that said I will work for the National Harvester Company forty hours a week. I went from making a dollar eighty eight cents an hour to feed mill to three dollars and fourteen cents at harvesting. Boy, we were woo. We went out and bought a new TV that God told us not to buy. We must be His possession. And you see, when I went to work for International Harvester, when I hired in, I was a stock boy. I stocked the nuts and bolts and, and on the assembly line, and so that was what I did. But when I said I would work for you, I became their servant. They could tell me what they wanted me to do, and I should do it. One day I was stalking parts. The next day I was working on assembly line, putting on battery boxes. The next day I was sweeping the floors. A day later I was out cleaning toilets. I had to do what they told me to do. They were the master. I was the servant. They were paying me. In a way, I was their possession for 40 hours a week. For those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Now remember when we started. said, you know, we want benefits. We want a benefit package that we don't have to pay for. What did you have to pay for for all these benefits? What did you have to? How much did it cost you? Nothing. Remember it says, who freely gives. We're so blessed. What did it cost you? What did you have to pay for? Well, all these benefits, all these blessings are for those who are God's possession. What are the blessings of those who are not? What kind of benefits do they have? What kind of benefits package do they have who aren't? If you're not God's possession, whose possession are you? Hmm? Yeah. What kind of benefit packages does the devil have for you? Huh? Yeah. 
That old song on TV, gloom, despair, and agony on me. That's what the benefit package of the devil is. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. That's the devil's benefit package. So which package do you want? And if you're here today and you're not God's possession, that's the benefit package that you, that you have. Gloom, despair, agony. Depression, misery. Who wants to stand in line for that? Romans 6.23 says what? For the wages... Here's the benefit package. For the wages... You you earn wages, don't you? You go in and sweat and toil and... The wages of sin is that you earn it. You earn that by saying no to God. The wages of sin is death. Now the word wages means the, the ration that a soldier got. That's where it comes from. The ration he got for being a soldier. That's what he was given. The wages of sin is death. But, you like that conjunction? Do you have any English teachers here? Yeah, right there. She used to cringe when I, my English was bad. Now she can't hear me. But the gift... What is a gift? What do you have to pay for? What do you have to do to receive a gift? Nothing. You've got tons of birthday gifts, right? you got that free cake. What do you have to pay for? Nothing. Uncle Primo felt sorry for him. Here, have a piece of birthday cake. What do you have to pay The free gift. Somebody gives you a birthday gift, Christmas gift. It's already paid for. Somebody else already paid for. What do you do? It's not yours until it leaves their hand into yours. Until they let go of it. And it's yours. It's a gift. The gift of God. As eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that's one of the best benefit packages that you'll ever get. You don't have to pay for it. It's paid for on the cross. Yeah. Wow. Well, those who, you know, you really have to work hard not to be a Christian. Every time God speaks to you, you fight Him off. And it's work, fighting Him off. You know you're supposed to do it. I don't want to do it. And you just, it's a lot of work. It's so much easier just to confess your sins. He's faithful and just forgive you that sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How simple and easy is that? Not a part of the, the benefit package. All you do is go to God. And confession means you're agreeing with God against yourself. You're right, God. I'm wrong. That's what confession is. 
And when you confess that, God, you're right. I am a sinner. I've put you off. I've ignored you. I've told you to leave me alone. I've told you to get out of my life. And guess what? He's still there. Still drawing. Still loving. So you're sitting here today and you're going over the blessings. You're so blessed. Now one of the miseries, the gloom, despair, that if you continue to ignore God is that eternal separation from God in a devil's hell. The old preacher, that's, that's hard. It's the truth. If you're here today and you're not saved, if you're not born again, you are under the devil's benefit package. And you, if you died today, you would be eternally separated from God where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. So you look at both packages, both benefit packages. One's forgiveness of sins, redemption and, and adoption into the family of God and all the good stuff and, and eternal life in heaven. Or what? Gloom, despair, agony, weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. But it's your choice. It's your choice. Which benefit package are you under today? Oh, preacher, I've been going to this church for years. I've been going, I, I mean, and, I, and I put a tip in the plate, and I, you know, I play on a baseball team, and I, well, I, well, I even help mow the grass. I'm a pretty nice guy. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus? Unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. And it's so simple. It's so easy to be born again into the family of God. What makes you in the family? You're born. What what puts you in the family you're in? I've got a little old blue piece of paper. I think it must, I don't know, it says August 3rd, 1950. 8.44 in the morning. I saw the first light of day. It's my birth certificate. Nobody came to that nursery, Burger Hospital in Circleville, stood there at the window and said, all right, let's have a vote here. Do we want that ugly little kid? And I've told I was uglier in a, in a mud fence. Well, I don't know. Should we, should we take him in the family? Well, I don't know. He don't look too good, and he's screaming his head off. And, and boy, he don't smell too good. Yeah, you know. No. That birth certificate, my mom and dad took me home, I guess. I don't I was part of the family. My name is Teal. Why? Because dad's name was Teal, and his dad was named Teal. And his dad's name was Teal. If you're a child of God, 
You're God's because you've been born again by His Spirit. And it's so easy. Why do we make it so complicated? When some people, I've heard them say, well, preacher, I'm, well, I'm going to clean up my act and I'm going to start doing good and I'm going to start coming to church and, I'm going to, and then when I start doing that, then, then, uh, then I'll become a Christian. You tell your doctor when you're sick, well, doc, when I, when I get well uh, and I'm feeling good, I'll come and see you. And you laugh, but some people do. Well, I'll clean up my act. No. We sing the song, Just As I Am, without one plea. Oh, there's a plea. You're guilty. Guilty. You know what? That blood washes that away. If you've never experienced that, if you've never experienced the, the feeling when you get up from an altar of prayer and you feel that load just... Wow. It's awesome. Would you like to experience that today? If you don't know Him today, you don't know Him today, come to an altar. That's what these altars are for. This is a place to do business with God. It really hurts me when I see churches that don't have altars. Well, you want to pray, you go over in this room and you go to that. No, I went right here. You come and say, God, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm a sinner. But you died for me and your blood was shed for me. And I accept that. I accept the gift of your blood that you so freely give. You come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. Never once have I ever seen God turn anybody away that came to him in repentance and honest heart. What benefit package? Do you have today? If you don't have the one we talked about today, you can trade that sucker in. <laughs> like an old car. Get rid of it. Get you a new one. Nice, shiny, clean benefit package. Where there's forgiveness, where there's grace, where there's redemption, where the Holy Spirit is there strengthening you and guiding you, and we could go on and on. Isn't that great? You have that opportunity today to choose the benefit package. We are so blessed. That song, we're so blessed by the what? Oh, you wasn't going to sing it though, was you? Stand with me, please, to pray. Lord, there's nothing that we can do to earn your love, to earn your forgiveness. Lord, you have provided so much for us, given us way more than we deserve. Because in love you came. Before the foundation of the earth you loved us. You wanted everyone, every person on this earth, 
to be one of your children. But in your love and your goodness and your grace, you give us a choice. You gave us a free will. We can say like Joshua, we're going to serve the Lord. It's for me and my house. We're serving God. Choose ye this day. And today is the day of choice. As the Holy Spirit speaks to us today, Lord, might we be obedient to your word, to your voice, and become one of your possessions. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you take your hymnals?